Hey there, everybody. Welcome to another edition of My Darkest Hour. Thanks for being with me tonight. Um, we've had a couple of great uh, shows recently. I'm really loving the feedback you guys are giving to us. You know, it's really feels good to be back doing a lot of this stuff. We've been talking about us being out in the field, us filming for the new show. Uh, we talked about the last Paracon that we just did, which was amazing. Thank you for all those who signed up to either watch the live feed or that were there joining us in person. Really meant a lot to us. So we're already getting people asking about it. If they can come out for the second edition of the Pacific Coast Paracon, which we hope you guys will do. So you can always find out more about it by going to Pacific Coast Paracon at gmail.com or even going to the Pacific Coast Paracon.com website and seeing what is in the future for the Paracon. Uh, also, following the stuff that me and Patty have been doing quite a bit, we are actually going to be filming for the rest of the week down in Long Beach, so I hope you guys can check out some of that live feed that we are going to be doing. Anyway, moving on, I'm really excited about my next guest. been trying to get him on for quite a bit. Um, you guys have seen him from a lot of the TV shows. Uh, you know, he, he goes back quite a bit in the, in the paranormal. You see him on Ghost Hunters International, of course. Starting on Ghost Hunters, he's been on Destination Truth, Ghost Hunters Academy, remember that show, also uh, Haunting Australia, and of course, the Grindhouse Radio. So the person I am talking about is Rob Demarest, and you guys have seen him. He's, he's very tech-worthy. Um, one of the reasons I really like uh, the things that he does in the field, it kind of uh, gives me a chance to really talk to somebody who's doing a lot of the tech side. Because, uh, you know, on our show, we cover all the different gamuts of the paranormal, um, different practices. And especially when we get into the tech side, we like to talk about equipment and the technical practices. Uh, those of you who follow me have seen uh, some of the posts that I put up about tips and tricks, simple stuff. Uh, I try to keep it as simple as possible. I know a lot of people read these things and they put a lot of thought into them, and I'm not trying to get people to overthink things because, you know, thinking is is part number one. So if you're, you've got a good mind and you're figuring out your gear, you know, and like I say, don't just open the box and go running with it. That's always fun to do, but learn your equipment, study it. There's lots of YouTube videos talking about the techniques that you can use for this, the different types of equipment. Um, I know people talk about the K2 and how simple it is, but there's a lot of different techniques that you can use with something as simple as a K2. So keep that in mind. You know, we're gonna be moving forward and talking about that on some of the university classes that are coming up. So let's go ahead and bring Rob on the show, get him going, and find out a little bit more what's happening in his world. Rob, ladies and gentlemen, you are now rocking with the best. And I don't mean the best of today, the best of last year. The best of 10 years ago. I mean the greatest, a.k.a. the GOAT. Greatest of all time. A man who needs no introduction, even though I was given one so amply just now. Rob Demarest. You love him. You love to hate him. He's still better than you. Welcome, everyone. Yay. Welcome to the show, Rob. Thank you so much. No problem, man. No problem. I love that. You know, confidence is, is everything. A lot of people think if you're confident about something, you're, you're, you're too good for them or something like that. No, we're confident. We're having fun. We're moving forward. We're just pushing through. 
You know, people need to realize that. And, it, and it, everyone who goes out there and does that stuff needs to have that confidence. They can't be not sure what they're doing. It's like, I don't know if I should do this today. They just need to get up and say, I'm doing this and I'm going to take over the world and just go for it. You have to, man. You have to, especially in this field. You know, everyone, everyone's going to come at you and say, you know, it's nonsense. It's made up. This doesn't work. That's not scientific. That's not proof. That's not evidence. And if you can't roll with that, if you get defensive, you're in the wrong business. Go into geometry where you can go, well, X over Z clearly indicates Y. It's not going to happen in this field. Um, just today, I put up a post on Facebook that bothered a number of people. I'm always bothering people. I'm always going to be bothering people. Here's my question to you. You know, yeah, I've read a number of your posts. I think a lot of them are really good. Um, I haven't seen a bad one, to be honest with you. They're very straightforward. They're very like, all right, let's get back to brass tacks. And the way I get back to brass tacks is I always think about it like this. Don't worry about the next person's evidence. Worry about your own and worry about it in this manner. If I were to offer you one million, which I don't have, this is not legit. You cannot sue me. Um, if I were to offer you one million dollars in one year's time in research, could you come up with a better explanation than the paranormal? And you know what? Ninety-nine point nine nine, you're gonna go home with that million bucks because you do it over and over and you go, oh, that EVP that I swore was a ghost. I, I, two weeks later, there was some guy yelling down the street, same voice, same guy, you know. Um, so you always have to think to yourself, you know, can I disprove myself before I put it in front of other people and get defensive about it? How dare you say that's not a ghost? Oh, I've been doing this 400 years. Yeah, I don't give a rat's behind how. That's another one. Now, if you've ever seen me on these broadcasts, you know that I go off on tangents. So much so that our host just checked out for a minute. He just walked away. My tangent, what's my tangent for today? My tangent for today is that we have gotten to a time and a place in the in the forget paranormal like that's too broad a word let's let's keep it back to ghost hunting quote unquote um we've gotten to a place where people believe we have figured it out we're done we have these pieces of equipment that you go and buy and then you go and you talk to ghosts and you see ghosts and that's it we're good <laughs> But damn if a lot of these people aren't scared to die. Let's be 100 right now. Let's keep it honest. If you know for a fact there is an afterlife, there's a heaven, there's a hell, there's this, there's that, what are you scared of? You're just leaving here and going somewhere else. The reality is that a lot of these people know that the equipment they're using is not doing what they're pretending it does. Um, as someone who has been on quite a bit of TV, I'm, I'll be honest with you, a lot of you out there, 
a lot of you watching this broadcast are being hoodwinked. You're being fooled. You're being tricked. They are lying to you. And they're laughing all the way to the bank with it. I, on the other hand, I feel like now two of us in this room are old enough to remember this, but I feel like Steve Martin and the jerk. They go, well, you're on TV. You have plenty of money, obviously, Mr. Rich. I, yeah. I got this comb. I got a bottle cap. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I'm not rich by any stretch of the imagination. Don't Don't believe the hype that you know, you go on TV for a year and you're driving a Ferrari. That's not legit. Well, in some people's cases, it is. But most not of us mine. aren't. Not, not mine, that's for damn sure. You know, I want to do a visual demonstration, if I might. <clears throat> this, ladies and gentlemen, is yesterday's belt. We all see that at home. That that is how I'm living. The big TV star out there, you know. Oh, he sits in his ivory tower. He thinks he's better than us. No, I don't think I'm better than anyone. I don't put myself above anyone. Here's to bring it back, so you actually get a time to say something. Um. We haven't figured out equipment yet. Always be thinking. I have usually at least one to 10 to 20 ideas a day. And I go to people who are better than me at building stuff and coding and doing all these things. I say, how do we, how could you make this? How could you detect that? Could that be it? And, and I keep growing every day. You know, the equipment I used 10 years ago is not the equipment I'm using tomorrow. It's always changing. I'm always looking for new explanations and new answers. How was that? I just spoke for 11 minutes and 31 seconds without taking a breath. You must be tired then. <laughs> well, there we right, go. Right off the top, you've got a great point. You know, a couple of things. People see you on TV and automatically, you know, you're rich. Uh, or if, you, if and when we do these shows, they, they build us these internet movie database pages and stuff. So all of a sudden, we're actors. We're not really legit anymore. Um, me and Patty did some stuff for Nickelodeon. And everyone's like, well, you guys are faking it because you guys have these movie pages and stuff and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no. What are we doing on that show? The same thing we do all the time. We're... we're we're ghost hunting. We're testing equipment. We're trying to get you in the environment and get you to understand what's happening. Equipment, just like you were saying, you know, the things that I used to think were great tools and stuff, I look at them now and go, why did I even use that stuff? I mean, why did I think? But the problem is that we're not moving away from some of the items anymore. We used to, I remember a couple of years ago, five years ago, um, there was a lot of things that were being used. I'm not going to call people out today, probably tomorrow. Um, but there was a lot of techniques and things being used that we said, wait a second. Um, the term electron jump. It's like if you ever watch Penn and Teller, they use code words. 
if you know what electron jump means, you know what I'm talking about. And you know a technique that is not used anymore because we figured out why it was happening. Um, a lot of that stuff, I, I go back and forth. You know what I mean? Like, I always said, again, with a million dollars, if you gave me a million bucks in a year, I think I could probably prove whether ghosts exist or not. Um, and I know a lot of other people, that's got not patting myself on the back. I know a lot of people who could, who could probably do the same. But most of us have nine to fives. You know what I mean? Like we, we don't, there's very few people. And, and sadly, a lot of those people that do have the money and the time are not out to end, you know, like ghosts don't exist. Because there goes the paycheck. You know, if if we could, if we figured out a device that just went beep, beep when the ghost was nearby and we knew it worked, the shows are gone. It's over. Mm-hmm. You know, if someone captured Bigfoot tomorrow, the scientists would come out and say, oh, well, we knew there was a possibility that this kind of bipedal ape existed in certain areas, and you'd put it in a zoo, and there would be no more Bigfoot shows. That'd be it. Bigfoot is just this big ape. You know, uh, Loch Ness Monster, I, I had a big net, and I caught him, and here he is. He's a big fish. The end. Who would care anymore? If we once we figure out if ghosts exist, it's a wrap. It's done. I'm that's why I'm still sitting here like this. You know, like tell me, Mystic Comb, are there spirit whoa? They're everywhere. Because I want to I want a paycheck again one day. Um, but no, I mean last night I was I was talking to a gentleman about I had this idea and I'll share it openly. You know, everyone keeps secrets and like, I'm working on something secret. And mine was essentially like when you go to Disneyland and they spray those misters out at you yeah, and it, it basically creates a film. So what if you could do that? And then if something passed through it, you could videotape it, you could monitor it, you could see the density, you could see the shape. And I said, well, you've got a lot of problems there. One, who wants that in their house destroying their carpet? Right? So that's problematic. Two, it's not very portable. You know, it's a whole apparatus. So last night I was on the phone with a jet engineer saying, you know, how could we do it with laser beams? I don't mean a laser grid. Mm -hmm. I mean a screen. So you could put it in a doorway and it would fill the doorway, just the doorway, with a laser screen. And then you put a camera on it. Would you actually be able to document a shape moving through that screen? Um, so that's what I, I still spend my days doing. The difference is I don't get paid a dime to do it anymore. Well, except for um, we also, I know at the beginning of the show, you touched on a few shows I did. I don't want to leave anyone out. Um, I was also, again, on Against Superstition, 
in India. Uh, I did five episodes of Seekers in Malaysia. I was on two Spanish channel news broadcasts. And I was also a host on Where'd That Wacky Ghost Go on uh, Disney Kids. Okay, one of those I made up. All right. Which one? Uh, the Spanish one. No, the uh, no. You remember that show? The what was the name of that show? Um, where was it like kind of teenager kids, and they were like, I'm not knocking them, but it was kind of a ghost hunters knockoff, but with like twelve to fifteen year olds. Uh, what was that show? And it was I talked. I found them all. Oh, I found yeah. them all on Twitter years ago, and they all quit. They're all done. You know, once the show ended, their interest in the paranormal, if it ever existed, is is gone. But, um, you know, when you brought me on, you said, Rob, there's something that I really want to talk to you about on the show. And I said, I don't know. I don't really do that many podcasts. You're like, well, I really want to talk about it. And it's your Amazon wish list that you're coming up with. And I said, you know what? You're twisting my arm here. I am working on it today. I know people are like, how do I buy this guy gifts? And so that is that is a work in development. Um, look for it on my Facebook and Twitter coming soon. That's that's awesome. I would love to see some new stuff. I mean, everything's kind of... Oh, what, what, you thought it was like ghost stuff? <laughs> Brother, I put like edge disposable razors on there. Now, if you think that's going for ghost hunting... Then buy it for me. You never know what can work, though. I mean, maybe they're into that kind of stuff. Put something Well, I mean, it, it gets down to what do, what do we all accept? We all go, look, EMF proves ghosts. Does it? Well, it proves that there's uh, some static electricity floating around, whether it's conscious or not. Sure. Yep. Gravity proves that things fall. But I don't know if there's a paranormal connection. You know, um, for years, we've grabbed on to the EMF theory. Now, I'm one of them. Don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking it. I'm saying that it is a very tentative connection to say that spirit activity has anything to do. The only thing that has been proven is if you blast someone with EMF, it causes the eye to shake, to quiver. And it makes you anxious and uneasy, and it can make you think that there are objects out of your peripheral vision. Yeah, that's been proven. That that we have studied. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was done in Canada. It was done in London. It was done in Scotland. It's been proven. Do ghosts transmit EMF? Are they giving it off? Are they taking it? Are they using it as a signal? Can they communicate with it? Do they hear it? No proof. None that I'm aware of. Unless you watch the TV shows and they say, well, the EMF meter went off, so there's a ghost here. No. I'm not saying it's not true. I'm not saying it's not true. I'm saying prove it. Prove it somehow. Yeah. And then the people are trying to rely on repeats things do you like this stuff on command and they're given those nanoseconds to make you do it because i've seen people 
uh, and, and teams that we, we both know very well that have their shows and stuff, and I've been with them on their investigations, and they leave it real open and loosely speculative. Can you light this flashlight up? And they'll just wait, and within three minutes, if it lights up, like, oh, thank you so much. I'm like, well, no. No. Well, but but when you watch it on TV, it was instantaneous, right? Because they cut that three oh, yeah. minutes out. Yeah, so you course. said, can you can you make my my meter, my EMF meter, blink? And nothing happens. Now, finally, a radio wave or a walkie-talkie or something comes through and lights it up. Now we cut that down in TV time, and we say, well, there you go. He asked for it. He got it. Well, can you do yeah. it twice? Well, wait a yeah. second. You just proved that there's EMF going around. Of course, it's going to happen twice at some point. Eventually, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah. So today's argument, I, I was I, – I, I try and do it. Look, man, like people get mad, and that's okay. I do it tongue-in-cheek, except that people take it so seriously that I, I can't. Some of this stuff with – the, the radios, you know, I, I always say like this, thank goodness for the paranormal community because we have proven that radios say words and we have proven that the Xbox Connect accessory finds stick figures. Bravo. Yeah, and, and neither one of those are evidence of ghosts. So like people need to... But the TV makes people think that. Well, look, if there's a stick figure there, it's like, okay, it's, it's a mapping program. Anything in the room, even a lamp, a, a tall standing lamp is going to give up the signal of a stick figure. So people- If I see like, one more show, one more show that says, the ghost is dancing, I quit. Oh, you so know, hard. I mean, of course it, it, it can't, look, if the Xbox Connect accessory worked, then there would be no need of it. And what do you mean by that, Rob? Well, I'll tell you, sir. I will tell you, good sir. Um, it's an infrared camera. So take the software out of it, and it's just an infrared camera. It would just show ghosts. It doesn't need mapping softwares. Oh, we're going to decline that phone call. My dad's going to kill me. Um, but yet, okay, it came back. But anyway, the I personally do not believe that the Xbox Connect accessory, and they changed the name of it now, right? Because that was embarrassing to say the Xbox Connect. Now oh, yeah. it's the SLS camera. Now it's fancy, yeah. No, it's, it's the Xbox Connect accessory. Come on, people. Stop. It's a game. It's a toy. But but I saw it on this show. Are you saying this show's faking? No, I'm saying maybe the show's mistaken. Here, I'll take it to another level. What if you put that stuff down? Put down your spinning radio and put down your SLS. And, and I'm not saying that you have to admit that they don't do what you think they do, but why not try something different? Why not, why not measure, you know, I mean, I see people getting into using sonar. 
Neat. Interesting. I'm not saying it's going to work. It probably won't. Most stuff doesn't. We haven't figured out how to find ghosts yet. But what if it did? Why not try it? You know, yeah. I'm all for experimenting. Just don't get stuck on something because it gives you instant gratification. Well, that's that's what I see the problem is with the Spirit Box apps. It just there's just so many of them copying each other, and you know, okay, like certain apps, they tell me, oh, I know the guy who designed this, and it definitely works. Blah blah blah. You know, I try this thing. And I'm not sold on it. I don't think it works. You know, that's that's my opinion, though. Maybe I'm not understanding the theory behind it, but it just looks like it's putting off, like maybe some, picking up on some kind of free floating energy or whatever. And that happens everywhere you go. You can go stand outside in the front yard, and eventually something's going to come by that's going to light that thing up. Or even with the spirit boxes when they're doing the, the hack shack and all those the, the SBs and stuff. It took me a long time to even really think about it because every time I they turn those things on, all I'm hearing is, you know, radio, you know, sweeping and commercials. And I'm like, okay, this is just something that gives us the sensation of matrixing some like voices and stuff. And I'm hearing, it's not like I'm hearing a voice just talking directly to you. You're hearing a bit of someone singing and someone talking and you're trying to figure out what's going on. And it's just a radio sweeper. I, I get it. You know, the only time I ever experienced one of those things working was I tried it at a, at a really hot location and a voice came through. It wasn't sweeping and it was telling me how much of a jerk I was and stupid. And it did that kind of stuff. But that happened one time. I don't see a lot of these things doing that. I just hear a lot of people thinking they're hearing words coming through so well but i mean if if i take something um and everyone's guilty of this not just tv shows let's stop picking on them you know (laughs) i hear something come through the radio i say can you say a name and it says seven it might have said it probably said seven you know it's gonna they're gonna give the call sign of the radio show but i Mm -hmm. say it just said your name did you hear it Now, I've pre-programmed it into your mind, and you think back. Now, you're listening for it, and you go, it did say my name. Yeah, three times. It said seven, but but once I tell you what to hear, why do you think the TV shows, GHI included, a lot of shows I've done, they put the words at the bottom of the screen? Because we're putting it in your head to hear what we tell you to hear. Oh, yeah. Is your volume, like, dropped out? I can barely hear you. No, I'm right here. Can you hear me now? I can hear you, but I it's, like, really quiet. I didn't change anything. That's weird. All right. I, we can keep going. I can still hear you. It's just, it's like I'm holding the phone up. It's not on speaker anymore. All right, hold on. All right, how about now? About the same. I, it, it might just be me. We, we can just keep it yeah, moving like, here. Right in front of me, and everything's haven't changed anything. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I no, I haven't touched anything. You can see that I keep moving my hand. I was trying to adjust the volume on my phone. Um, I don't know if the phone call that came in messed it up. I'm trying to adjust my phone here, but um, 
I don't see anything. Okay, anyway, damn ghosts, they hate when you talk about their radios. That's right. Because that is them on that radio show, and they're talking, and they want you to know what station you're listening to. So the most interesting thing that, that I have found in the paranormal that is something that I still pursue is EVP work. And, and people have explanations for it, and that's fine. I accept it. I take it on board. You know, they say, well, your, your, your mic might have gotten a little unshielded, and you're picking up stray frequencies. Yeah, that's possible. I, I, can, I can ride with you on that. Um, so it has to be a really good EVP for me to say, yeah, but I said, you know, um, I was doing an investigation in, up in Canada with my, my significant other with my girlfriend. And we said, um, or it said, we're in, uh, it's called the BC Pen. BC Penitentiary, British Columbian Penitentiary. And we're in one of the cells, no one around. And we said, uh, I forget how it started, but it was something to the effect of, what do you want us to do? And it came back, I want you to die. Oh, I've heard that many, many times. And I said, well, you're going to get your wish. I, we're all going to die. So, you know, might be right now, might be... But anyway, so I said, well, how are you going to do that? And it said, I'll cut your heads off. Oh. Could it have been like a horror radio like reenactment? Yeah, it's possible, but that's a real long shot to me. You know, yeah. and, and so the real question becomes, Let's, let's, you know, we said we we're going to talk equipment and not just bash everybody. So let's get down to it. People have a misunderstanding about classes of EVPs. Okay. So let's get to it, people. Here's just grassroots stuff that you should know if, if anyone asks you and you say, oh, I'm a ghost hunter and I do this and I do that. Know some basic stuff. Um, class A means that I can play it for five people independently i don't say and what i like to do is i remove the question because that's leading right mm -hmm. if i say how many of you are here your brain's already listening for a number so i skip i get rid of the question and i say here's here's what i recorded now for it to be a class a every one of those five people not a, in a group, not group think, every one of those five has to instantly say, it said, why are you here? That's a class A. Class B gets down to, you know, you get like three out of five. And, you know, there's some lead, maybe leading going on. Class C, you know, some people get it or they hear similar to what you, you know, what you thought it said, but not quite. If it's you, because the common misconception became that, you know, you see it on on videos and posts daily. Listen to this class A EVP class A, ladies and gentlemen, does not mean it's a great EVP. 
it comes down to how many people can independently understand it without any prompting. Ta-da. Ladies and gentlemen, as much as so many people out there despise me, you, some of you at least, just gained a little insight. So the next time someone says to you, check out my class A, ask them, how'd you know it was a class A? Oh, it's really good. And then you go, hmm, in my understanding of ghost theory, a class A, and now you've learned something on this very podcast. That's nice. Because a lot of people will do that. They will say class A is something that you hear audibly right off the top. But is it really a class there, A? A lot of misconceptions. That, yes. Um, you also get, get confusion of disembodied, the difference between a disembodied voice and a EVP. I yes, know it was exactly. a class A because I heard it. Well, if you heard it, then it, it was not an electronic voice phenomenon. It was something, an audible voice phenomenon, i.e. a disembodied voice. There was no body you could see to make that voice. And it's sad that we have to, you know, here's another one. Orbs. Stop it, you Brits. <laughs> That's all I've got to say about that. I just want to offend a lot of people at the same time. Stop. <laughs> um, a lot of people don't understand what orbs are. They just think, oh, it's an orb, so it's got to be some ghost spirit. It's like, no, it's an orb. It's a round object. Look it up in the dictionary. Well, here's, here's the thing is I think it, it, for whatever reason, it lends a lot of people to be deceitful. They'll post their photo of their orb and someone feels really proud of themselves and they say, ha, 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 that is dust or contamination or a hair or a bug. And it probably is. But for whatever reason, every time you see these pictures, the, the original poster has to respond, impossible. I saw it with the naked eye. Why didn't you say that first? Why didn't you open with... There was this giant damn ball of light zooming around my, my room, so I took a picture of it. You know, I was watching, um, there was a show, one of these TLC shows, not a ghost show, and it was about, uh, they had like four or five kids, and the kids are climbing out of, in the night vision, are climbing out of their cribs and running away, and it's cute. And I said, damn, of course they're running away. That room is haunted. I have seen so many orbs just zooming back and forth. Of course they're trying to get out of there. You know, so it, I would dissuade personally. And I'm not, I'm not here to judge, jury, anybody. I would be very, if you captured an orb video or a picture that you know you saw it with your own eye, my advice, honestly, don't post it. You know you saw it. Why do you need other people to say, oh, my God, that's a ghost? You don't. The better, this, this is rule number 17 of the Paranormal Ghost Hunters Handbook. 
the better the evidence, the more people are going to, to say it's not legit. If you get a video where you're sitting in your room and you say, is there anyone here? And a white figure comes in and goes, hey, how you doing there, buddy? I'm Gary the Ghost. See ya! And disappears. No one will ever believe it. Yeah, ever. Too good. Absolutely. So, you know, I mean, think uh, my, my message is just, I guess, think about why you're posting evidence. Are you doing it to, to impress people? Are you doing it for verification? Um, or are you doing it to be like, look, here's how we caught it and where maybe you can get the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but people love those orb pictures. And it's funny because they always zoom into them saying, hey, you can see a face in here. And you zoom into it and it looks like a clown or something. I mean, like, are there a bunch of ghost clowns going around terrorizing people? I mean, okay, I, don't, so I don't understand that. It's, it's real easy. There's a real easy way to start off. Take your orb photo and zoom in. If you see a number of concentric rings, like the bottom of a tree, it, it's almost at, uh, certainly dust. And I'll tell you why. Because the camera, when the dust passes really close, can't get a, a proper image of it. It can't make a sphere. So what it does that shows depth is makes rings. So if you zoom in and your orb has a number of growing rings to the outer edge, it was probably dust. If it looks like a mosquito with wings, it probably wasn't a fairy. You know, I mean, I think I, I put too much... The disappointment for me going back a ways is that, you know, I did what I would call my official first paranormal investigation. I was interested in, in it long before that, but my official one um, I did when I was 16 in Connecticut. And I'm almost, I'm going to be honest, I'm a, you know, I don't care. I'm almost 48 years old. And a lot of people say, I've been doing this 35 years. I'm like, dude, you're 23. Yeah. You have not been doing this. So, and that's not to say that the amount of time I've put into it makes me any better. Because it doesn't. If you did the same thing for all that time, you didn't really get much better. You just did it quite a bit. You know, it's like if you went to the gym and you did one sit-up every day for 30 years. You're not an expert at physique and bodybuilding and all this. You just did the same thing. So anyway, what I'm getting to is that I have tried to grow through that period. Um, and it really emotionally bothers me that there are a number of people who buy into fakery and trickery and nonsense equipment that they're spending way too much money on. I would like to see more progress before it's my time to go find out. Because guess what? At some point, we're all going to find out. We're all going to go, well, I'll be darned. <laughs> yeah. There are ghosts. Or maybe there aren't. Every one of us is going to find out.
We just aren't looking forward to that time. We'd rather find out now than later. Um, so, yeah, I, I get annoyed when I see the BS. It does bother me, and people attack me and say, what a jerk, he thinks he's better than me. In some ways, you know, you said, look, I, and I said it too, I don't think I'm better than anyone else. That's not necessarily true. I do think I'm better than some people. You know why? Because I work really hard at this. I put my time, my energy, what little money I have into this. And that's my choice. But it bothers me when Johnny Come Lately goes out and, and goes to the store and buys five grand in equipment and, and then tries to tell me how to investigate. So there's... A, a pet peeve that I rarely do on any of these broadcasts is that maybe I take it more personally than I should. Maybe I should just be happy looking for ghosts and stay off social media. And, you know, I always feel like I'm the guy saying the emperor has no clothes on. <laughs> if I say a TV show's fake, everyone says, well, you're bitter because you're not on TV anymore. I'm bitter. Oh, wow. I don't have the money. Some of these people do. Yeah. I, I don't, you know, they say, Oh, you, you, you miss being famous. Number one, I was never that famous. Number two, I don't miss it. I don't miss, you know, people, you know, I'll give you an example. Cool. Um, I was with Barry Fitzgerald when we were filming GHI and he was at my house and we went to um, get some headphones at Best Buy. And on the way out, um, this woman came and said, hey, senior show, possible to get a picture. Sure, took a picture with her. She said, I'm going to tag you in it. You're on my friends list. Cool. Nice. Nice day. <laughs> she links the picture. And the first comment is like, I like the Irish one. That other guy's a dick. <laughs> I was like, that's the fame you guys want let me tell you something and you know uh, it too sir i do the I more do. you're out there the more haters you have the yeah, more people funny, will lie about you oh yeah um, Stephen brigatti me and him used to fake evps all day oh, sure. and you never Absolutely. even met the guy <laughs> you I know i mean i give it as another on one more example you know how many people come up to me and say, oh, I could have been on a, I, I've, I've been offered dozens of ghost shows. Uh, I'm legit. I turn them down. Oh, sure. Yeah. How many damn ghost shows did you think there were? Yeah. Was Hundreds. there thousands that I missed? Yeah. Like I've had at least I can think of right now, four people say I was supposed to be the lead on GHI, but I turned it down. Sure, sure. No, you didn't. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't the first pick. And I'll give you a, take it even a step further. Ghost Hunters International. I never tried out to be on that show. I got a call from someone from the production company who saw me on a ghost hunting website, a ghost hunting team website, and tracked me down. So. All these people who are like, oh, you're famous, you're rich, you're, you're a con artist, how dare you talk about other shows? 
F your other shows. Yeah, Rob said it. You ain't going to do nothing about it. Every person who ever said, man, when I see Rob at a convention, I'm going to tell him, not one of you did it. I'm 48 years old. Somebody, when one of, one of the shows, somebody said they were going to come up to an uh, come up to me at an event, a specific event, and just knock me out. I'll be honest. I was younger then, probably a little better shape, and I said, "Oh man, I was looking. I posted it. I said I was looking forward to this event, but this guy's going to come and knock me out." This is going to suck. Oh, I hope everyone buys a ticket for the, this event because you're going to see me get knocked out cold. Uh, maybe he missed his flight? Yeah, let's say, how'd that go? There was, a nut, there was a TV show. I won't name it. Um, there was a gentleman on the show who said that he went to an event that I was at. Um, I think it was Scarefest years ago. And that he came up to me and said he was going to beat me up. I ran away, ran out of the convention. He chased me and he found me. I had gotten to the doors to exit and they were locked. And I was sitting on the ground crying. Oh my God. Oh. Asking him not to beat me up. And he had told numerous people this. And so I ran into him. I said, I heard this crazy story. He said, oh, man, you know how these paranormal people are making stuff up. Yeah, sure. I said, yeah, man, that's that's crazy. But, you know, I mean, if, if you want to beat me up, here we are. Oh, no, man, you're a good guy. Yeah. Nah, I'm a lot bigger than I look on TV. <laughs> he, he had a surprise that day. But yeah, yeah, man, like, other than that, I, I, I'm not on that wavelength. You know, um, years ago, I said something about Zach Baggins. You know, if I saw the guy today, I'd walk up and be like, hey, man, how you doing? I don't I don't carry any of that stuff with me. You know, I'm not mad at him. I'm not mad at there's some people I don't like. There's people we all don't like, you know, some on TV, some not on TV. Do I care anymore? Nah, you know, um, it bothers me that they, that some of these people get rich, like I said, over something I care about. Probably bothers me more that I don't have their money. Um, but what can you do, man? Like, I keep doing it because I enjoy doing it. You know, my my dumb backside has been in basements waiting for a ghost to show up for over 30 years now. Why quit now? Yeah. I'll just be know. old and bitter. <laughs> but it's but it's true. You get these guys that come out there and they, they're they big wigs on these TV shows. I mean, we've all done the TV stuff, but we're not making the big bucks that these guys that are producing these shows are. But what are they doing with the money? They're buying expensive houses. They're living these dream lives. Why aren't they taking that money and investing it back into the field? You got all this money. I don't let's know. Research. Let's let's. We have this idea. Let's put something behind it and see if we can make this work. That's you that's should right. have. You know, there's there's a piece of equipment. It costs fifteen thousand dollars. I will never be able to just go out and buy that for me to use to go sun. 
it could be groundbreaking for some people on, on some of this stuff and, and not just TV people, ghost hunters who go out and, and spend 15,000 bucks on gear. There's pieces of equipment you could buy that could be groundbreaking. You know, um, I won't talk about that piece of equipment, but there is this, and you go, well, here's, we'll, we'll lighten it up a little bit for the people in the back row. Um, I always say, you know, you, you see people who make illuminators and, you know, a lot of people make really good ones. And then people say, well, mine's even stronger. Well, mine's stronger than that. Well, mine is twice as strong. You know what else works? Turn the damn lights on. We yeah. don't, you're in the dark and you've got an illuminator that is like a 40,000 lumen flashlight that you're just blasting the place with. And you're like, it's the brightest of the bright. Why don't you turn on a lamp? Yeah. Because you're still in the dark. But, but here's what I was getting at is there's a really cool, um, for years and years and years, if you watched any of the ghost shows, it's either in green, which is infrared, um, the full spectrum that has caught on again since, you know, no, it didn't, didn't arrive on GHI. It's been around since early 70s. People have been using it. Um, but there's a new camera that does night vision. I saw it years ago, and it's it's just now getting affordable. It's night vision, but it it somehow reads texture, and then assigns it a very similar, if not exact, color. And so it it really makes like the the weird neon green or the light purple obsolete. If you want to investigate in the dark, it looks it. it Guys, just do a, a search color night vision cameras, and it's going to blow your mind. You're going to be like, why did I buy, you know, spend 500 bucks on illuminators when I could have just had this thing? Um, do I want to get one? Hell yeah. Can I afford it even though it's it's way discounted? Those days are gone. You know, um personal life i had a job during ghi that paid way better than ghi did i had both jobs i was working three jobs actually at the time and so even then FLIR cameras were out of reach like the the ones that you had to plug into the the um recorders and walk around with two people like myself and Andy yeah. Andrews back in the day and Jay and Grant and all that. Yeah. Those were 10, over 10,000 bucks. Some of them. And some of them still are. Um, now you get one put on your iPhone for 300 bucks. Go get it on eBay for 150. Yeah. You know, the, the prices do go down. I'm not a big fan of the FLIR and people say, why? It seems to me that it only measures, um, you know, we, we have to take ghosts for what they could be. Are they a solid? Are they a liquid? Are they a gas? 
can they change between those? So if something scratches you, it had to be a solid. But if it's just like moving through the air in such a way, then maybe it's a gas. Maybe it's a, a liquid vapor. The problem with the FLIR is it, it wasn't designed for this. It doesn't read if a ghost that was vaporous walked in front of you, it would still read the wall behind it. Um, you know, I know people that are friends of mine that swear by some of the evidence they've caught with FLIRs. Maybe you're right. Um, I, I don't know the, the answer. I've never been a huge fan. You know what else I'm not a huge fan on? Seeing as you you asked me that question that I just made up, DVR cameras. DVR cameras have incredible value as far as knowing where the teammates were. We thought it was an EVP, but we watched the DVR and it turned out that Rob was talking to Jim walking down the next hallway. They have value. Damn things when you're doing a castle. Those things take two hours to unwind the damn cord, and then you have to watch it for eight hours of nothing. So does it have value? Yes. Am I getting lazy in my old age? Oh, hell yes. <laughs> you know, like, to give me a Sony Handycam with night vision and put it on a tripod, and I'm happy. <laughs> Quick and easy, baby. The, yeah. the, the, you know, night vision GoPros, Put them on a cabinet, hit record, and walk away. That's more my thing now. Yeah, I'm not pulling cable anymore either. There's no way. It's static cams. Just put them in the corners and let it go. And, and there's been some real advances. Um, I remember when Ghost Stop put out the 360 camera for rooms. That was pretty cool. You know, there's there's stuff you can do now that we couldn't do back then. And there was stuff 20 years ago that was unheard of. You know, what do you mean you're going to see temperature? The hell are you talking about? You know, um, when I, I spoke briefly about my first investigation when I was 16, I had a cassette recorder with a crappy Radio Shack mic and a disposable camera. You want to talk high tech? Boy, was I on top of it. How those ghosts didn't come jumping out, I still don't know. And by the way, that was in Dudleytown, Connecticut, um, said to be one of the more haunted locations you can visit. It said that nowadays the state police will have you in the back of their car within minutes. Do not go there. Now, we're going to turn it back to you for a moment. Um, I know as the host of the show, I don't know if they told you that I'm taking over the show next week. Um, we, we appreciate all you've done for the show and building the audience. It's been great. Thank you all. <laughs> My show called Rob Complains for an Hour is, is starting next week in this slot. But, but, um, but honestly, what, what Rob, is, that's, here's that's, a question I get, and I'm, I'm not going to answer it, now, but I want to see how you answer it. All right. All right. What is, and it's specific. So you really have to like, ugh, I don't know. Uh, what is the scariest place you've ever been in a paranormal sense? The scariest place. That's hard to say because being scared and being spooked are kind of a little bit different. 
You can go to a place. Uh, uh, you, you stole that verbatim from me. I always say, look, you can get startled. Yeah. That doesn't I mean, mean I'm, you I'm, are frightened. I'm, I have been punched in the face before, and I didn't expect that. By something I've been punched in the face, not in a paranormal way, many, many times. Yes. This was None of them enjoyable. This is something that I learned a lesson. I was uh, provoking. It was a pack of bikers that were beating up on some little old lady. So I thought I'd go down there and be to the rescue and challenge the thing. And I didn't feel anything. Walked out and one of my cameramen were just like, what the hell happened to your face, dude? I'm like, what? And I could feel the swelling of my lip on my tooth. And part of my face was swollen. Because I said, literally, you think you guys are tough picking on some little old lady in here. I'm a big biker. Why don't you pick on me? And he said, boy, I'll whoop that ass right now. Bam! <laughs> Sent so you back in. You were like, I all right, well, you and grandma day. have right. unfinished business here. I'm going to leave you guys <laughs> to it. So I, I need a nice say, back. Okay. I've okay. seen that myself. Um, a friend of mine who has passed away since then from haunting Australia, I saw him get rocked in the back of the head and knocked it flat. And I thought he tripped, and I laughed because I'm a dick. And he said he, he was white as a sheet, and he said, something has punched me in the back of the head. Um, that was Beechworth Insane Asylum in Australia, one of the most active places wow. I've ever been. You know, I, I, I say the exact same thing you do, which is the scariest place I've ever been as far as ghosts. Nothing really comes to mind. Um, I've been startled a number of times. You know, I've been to some active places. If you ask me what's the most active places you can think of, I can do that. Um, a lot of people say, well, here in America, for me, uh, I don't know if you've been there from the West Coast, but Penhurst Asylum on the East Coast yeah, is pretty darn fun. active, or at least it was when I was there. Um, internationally, like I said, Beechworth Asylum. Um, I find that asylums, and I can guess at the reasons, but I find that asylums have, are often very active. Yeah. And I think I mean, it's it's the confusion and the you know, just not knowing what's going on and trying to reach out and, you know, sometimes lash out. You know, when people get these EVPs and they say, oh, we left, uh, we got an EVP that says get out. Well, are you sure that the spirit wasn't just confused what the heck you were doing there? Maybe it was their house. Yeah. You know, if somebody walks into my house, just walks in the front door, the first thing I'm going to say is get out. After I reach for my nine, yo. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. I've had that happen at Union, uh, Yuma State Prison. I was standing in a cell, and then we heard a voice of someone saying, get out. And I was thinking about it. I'm like, wait a second. I'm in this tiny little cell. If these guys are still here, I'm just standing here with my butt in their face. And what the hell am I doing? There's no reason. Uh, uh, it, we don't know why spirits, like, why would they think you wandered in? 
They didn't yeah. see the, the, the guards bring you in. You're just suddenly come walking around. Oh, I want to talk to everyone here. Yeah. Who like, wants what? to talk to you? No, we didn't yeah. invite you in. You know, yeah. when I go to anywhere I go, I always try and explain, look, I'm not here to hurt you. I'm not here to bother you. And I've gotten flack for this where if I say, if you do not want to communicate with me and do not want me here, if you can say that, if you can do anything, we're done. I will walk out. We're done. And it's happened. All of a sudden, you get a big bang, and I walk out the door. And they go, oh, that's the time you got to keep investigating. No. Someone said, someone who lives there said, I don't want to talk to you, and I don't want you to be here. Yeah, move on. Okay, time to go. Yeah. But people don't see it that way. Like, oh, we're getting activity. Oh, to Tell us your name. You know, what year is it? The same same crap over and over again. It's like, dude, no. I, I always try and, you know, vary it in that what would be – are you looking for evidence or are you looking for answers? Because if you're looking for evidence, what is your name? Uh, what year is it? Same, same 10, 15 questions over and over. Um. I was doing an investigation here in the States a week ago and my girlfriend was there with me. It was crazy. We were in a chapel um, at an asylum and it said, uh, said, you know, you, do you know that you can leave here? That there's nobody can keep you here. And it said, uh, we got an EVP that said the darkness can. So I went back and I said, the darkness cannot keep you here. You know, you are free to leave. And got another EVP that said, the darkness is all around me. Now, the bad part of that is all in my head. I'm just hearing darkness imprisoning me. All that I see, absolute horror, I cannot live. <laughs> but, but I mean, you hear the voice and clear as day. And and I sat there, right? I'm doing an EVP session. I said, I don't know what I can add to that. You know, um, there's this idea, and I don't want to start a, a whole new beef with a whole new group of people that, well, we cross spirits over. Maybe you do. I I have never claimed to have a gift to move spirits somewhere else. So if you say there's a darkness here holding me here that's tragic i don't i don't know what to do i don't know how to fix that you know um anyway my my summary is this if we could take the rob d experience um of all that time it's look look at what other people have done see what works and always have a journal Always write down it may even if you brainstorm and the idea the next day seems stupid and why would I what was I thinking? Write it down, man. You might be the next great amazing ghost hunter because of your breakthrough. Write it down. Please keep it legitimate. You know, a lot of people out there we take this stuff real seriously. So keep it legitimate. 
and make sure that this is something that you want to do for the right reasons. Um, a lot of people say paradrama, teams hating each other are what ruins the paranormal. What ruins the paranormal, pure and simple, is ego. People saying, well, you know, nine to five, I work at the grocery store, which I've done. But at five, five o'clock, I become expert ghost hunter of my team, SWTSPZZ7, the hashtag 79. We have 8,000 followers on. Don't do it for that, man. Do it because you find this fascinating. You want to learn more. You want to help um, people who do residentials. Don't be careful what you're doing, man. You're messing people's lives up, some of you. Some of you who immediately are going, oh, yeah, you got a demon here. What yeah. they might have is mental issues that you're making worse, man. You're messing people's lives up. Be careful what you do out there. If you're in an empty building that you have permission to be in, do whatever you want. You know what I mean? Like, not do whatever you want, but within reason, explore new avenues. But when you're dealing with other people who are asking you for help, be careful. Rob D, you have been, you know, perhaps you're a little long-winded, but, you know, and I'm paraphrasing you now, you've been perhaps the greatest guest this show has ever seen. And I just wanted to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Hey, man, no, it's you. You know how this, where this interview came from? You. And it's a good one. I appreciate everything that you said. Wait, wait, what? A good one? Oh, or are you willing to say right now it's the greatest interview the show has ever had? Uh, I've had some good ones, but I will say this is a pretty amazingly great interview. Thank you, Rob, for coming on and spending time with us. Even though what I meant to say is it's the greatest interview I've ever done in my life. Oh, thank you, sir. Yes. I will definitely point that out when I, when I post it and say this is something you can't miss life-changing experience altogether. So, Rob, hey, man, I really appreciate you coming on and spending some time with us. No problem. Anytime, brother. Anytime. You know, I always... What's right about it is I know, and that's why I was excited when you said, yeah, let's do this. Like, I could just let you go, and the points that you point out are so real, and that I think people lose track of that. They're staring at TV. They're following these these episodes and everyone's like oh i want to be a paranormal investigator i've got my camera and my k2 work i I know someone's got a haunted house where they go out there for three hours and we're going to get down to the bottom of this like no no you're not because it's a lot of work and people don't see how much time and effort it takes to put into these shows to get that half an hour show i mean it doesn't happen those don't just appear and also you're chasing them away at the end of the weekend no know what you're doing go out there and once again, like Rob said, if you love the paranormal and it's your passion, understand the paranormal and what's happening. Don't go out there and try to imitate the TV shows because there's a million TV shows out there. And we've been on these TV shows, and that's not what it's about. It's about you and your passion for the paranormal. So go understand it, live it. You know, Don't let anybody try to tell you what you need to be doing. You develop your own style. Always be thinking, like Rob said, um, write that stuff down, those ideas. I tell you guys all the time, I carry an extra recorder when I'm in investigations 
And those are my notes. I'm flashing back. I'm keeping track of what I'm thinking, what's going on. I want to look back at those later. So those are huge things that uh, I appreciate you validating for us. Perfect. And, you know, in summary, I talk a lot about when I talk to people just in general about the subject, there's names, there's people I know who have been around a long time. You're one of them. Like before I even knew you, I knew who you were. And you don't, people, you don't get that with TikTok. You get that with time. You get that with building your craft. So again, thank you for having me, man. It has been an absolute pleasure. Sorry to everyone I offended. I'm, you know, I do get going. It is my time. Ladies and gentlemen, the man has left the building. All right, Rob. I'll talk to you later, buddy. Later, you have a good one. You too. So that is Rob. You know, you guys watch him on the shows. You guys go to talk to him at the conventions and all of that stuff. You know, that's exactly the way he is. He's straightforward. And he's going to tell you exactly what he thinks because he cares that much where he's not going to sit there and waste your time. He doesn't want you going out there wasting your time. So time is precious. You know, if you want to be a good investigator or even a great investigator, you know, spend the time, learn your equipment, know what's going on. And always be thinking just because something lights up doesn't mean it's a ghost. You know, we have to really, really dig into that information and be smart about it. So with that being said, thank you guys for joining me on my darkest hour. It's been a pleasure. Thank you to Rob for joining us. And uh, hopefully we'll see you guys soon. We got a lot of things happening. We got some more stuff that we're filming this weekend. I'll let you guys know about. And in the meantime, you guys have a wonderful day. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.